What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video and today I'm going to be going through some of the riskiest early round fantasy football draft picks. So these are going to be players going in the first three rounds of fantasy football drafts and I'm not saying these players don't have upside but I think the four players I'm going to talk about today are just very very risky at price because they may have some ceiling but remember if you're missing on a guy going in the first three rounds it's going to be tough to recover you want these players to be staples in your lineups. So you may want to take a swing, but you also have to acknowledge you're passing up on some other super safe options, some other options who may be safe and also have ceiling. So I'm going to be going through four players in this video, breaking down where they're being drafted, and then, you know, just why I think they are risky bets this season. If you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a ton. But let's jump into the first player, and it is going to be CeeDee Lamb. Once again this offseason, I'm just a little bit lower on CeeDee Lamb than consensus. Right now, he is being drafted at pick 15, so an early second-round pick. And in my opinion, this is just a little bit too high when you're looking at the ADPs of some of the other wide receivers going around him. So right now, CeeDee Lamb is being picked within five spots of Devontae Adams. You have Devontae Adams going late first round around pick 10. He's within three picks of Stephon Diggs. Diggs right now on 4 for 4 ADP is going at pick 12. He's being picked before Debo Samuel, who had an elite 2021 season. You have Mike Evans being picked eight spots after him. I think the gap should be much closer. If not, Mike Evans should actually be ahead of C.D. Lamb. And then you have other guys like Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, going like a full round after C.D. Lamb. So just looking at C.D. Lamb in a vacuum, he may not seem like a bad pick at this price. But when you're just looking at the other wide receivers going in the similar range, I do think he looks like a very risky bet. And really the thing is, he's being picked as like the wide receiver six. You pretty much have a consensus top five. You have Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. And then a lot of people have C.D. Lamb at that wide receiver six spot. Personally, I would take Debo and Mike Evans ahead of him. But the reason why I'm concerned about C.D. Lamb here at wide receiver six is he really has never had an elite season. And not only has he never had an elite season, he's never even been close to a wide receiver one finish. So in 2020 as a rookie, finished as the wide receiver 35 in points per game. Then in 2021, people were really hyped about him. He was picked as like a top 12 wide receiver, ended up being a little bit of a disappointment, finishing as the wide receiver 21 in points per game. And some numbers that are just a little bit concerning to me, he was 36th in target share, 32nd in target rate, and then 50th in air yard share. For me, even though he was competing with a guy like Amari Cooper, if he was this like elite alpha wide receiver, I would have liked to see him take a little bit of a bigger piece of the pie there in Dallas. He was pretty efficient, so he was 12th in yards per route run and the 19th in yards per target. I understand that this situation looks nice in Dallas because Amari Cooper's gone to the Browns. You have Michael Gallup coming off of the ACL. So it does look like C.D. Lamb is just slotted in to be like this alpha wide receiver. I just still think the Cowboys are going to spread the ball around. You know, Michael Gallup's going to be involved when he's back. These running backs are going to be targeted, Zeke and Pollard. You're going to have Dalton Schultz playing a really solid role. And for me, like I understand there's this potential upside here because the role is there. But I feel like a lot of the arguments, you know, for C.D. Lamb revolve around this situation. And if I'm spending this kind of draft capital on a player, I need to know this player is an absolute stud. I think C.D. Lamb is a very good wide receiver. It kind of feels weird because I feel like I'm kind of like hating on the guy. 
I'm really not. I feel like people are just projecting him to be like this, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and we just straight up have not seen it. So in my opinion, like I think there are some red flags when people's arguments revolve around the situation and not the actual player. Do I think it's possible he finishes as the wide receiver six? I do think it's possible. I don't, you know, I'm not going to be betting on that happening, especially because it's just a massive jump from like a back end wide receiver two all the way up to like a mid-tier wide receiver one play. And so I think he'll be solid. He'll probably be a wide receiver one, but I just cannot pass up on guys like Debo Samuel, Mike Evans. Like these guys are proven NFL studs. Mike Evans is kind of in a similar situation to CeeDee Lamb, but we know he can be like an elite fantasy wide receiver one. We don't know if CeeDee Lamb can. So that's why I think he's risky here. Not necessarily that he's going to be a bust, because I don't think he's going to bust. I think he may underperform at this price, but you're just passing up on proven top options, and that is just not something I am willing to do. The second risky early round pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes. One thing, you know, if you guys have been watching my videos, I am not a fan of taking quarterbacks like super early on. I'm willing to draft like a top five quarterback, but I will not be taking a quarterback in the third round. The position is just so deep. They're going to be better options later on in drafts. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is going as like a mid to back end, you know, late third round pick. And I understand why, you know, he's had a super solid run. I mean, the man's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best. So these are his fantasy finishes over the last four years. 2018, he was the QB1 in points per game. 2019, QB5. 2020, QB1 in points per game. Then 2021, QB5. So he's just alternated his QB1 and QB5. Just kind of weird how that worked out. And he obviously has a ceiling because he has finished as the overall QB1 twice. He doesn't have like that elite Lamar Jackson level ceiling because he doesn't have the rushing ability. He's a guy who's never rushed for over 400 yards in a season. And he's also never rushed for more than two touchdowns. But what we've seen is that his QB1 seasons came in these like historic passing years. So in 2018, when he was the QB1, he threw for 5,097 yards and then 50 passing touchdowns. I mean, that is just absurd. And then in 2020, he had an insane touchdown to interception ratio, also had crazy high volume. I think he had like 4,700 passing yards in 15 games. Then he had 38 touchdowns to only six interceptions. So he kind of needs to hit like this insane passing season to finish, you know, up at like QB1 or even some of these other options who are going like a few rounds later, like that have the ceiling, Lamar, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, players like that. And when I'm looking at this wide receiver room, you have Tyreek Hill leave, you're bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, MVS. Like, I don't think any of those players are going to replace Tyreek Hill's production. So you're looking at a drop-off in the wide receiver department. He may not have that same elite ceiling that he's had in years past because he needs that insane passing production. So I kind of feel like we're looking at like a QB5, QB6 finish, but you're passing on like solid running backs like James Conner going in this range. You're passing on some wide receivers, a guy like T. Higgins, Keenan Allen could fall. You're passing on a guy like Kyle Pitts. And just looking at some of the other QB prices, you have Lamar Jackson going at the 4-5 turn. So basically like a round and a half after Patrick Mahomes, you have Kyler going in the early fifth. Same thing. Jalen Hurts going at the 5-6 turn. So potentially like two and a half rounds later. So I'd much rather snag like a running back, wide receiver, tight end in this late third round and then pick up a quarterback a few rounds later who I kind of think has a similar range of outcomes. So that's why I think Mahomes is risky. 
I don't think he's risky because I think he's just going to totally bust. I just think he's risky because I think you can get a similar option later on instead of passing on some studs here in the late third round. Now, moving on to the third riskiest player, it is going to be David Montgomery. And he's kind of the definition of like a dead zone running back that you're trying to avoid. He's going like late third round, potentially early fourth. And he's a guy who has just been carried by his opportunities. So last season, he was fourth in opportunity share for running backs. He was seventh in carries per game, fifth in red zone touches, and only finished 15th in points per game. So when I'm projecting him for 2022, it's hard to see him take a massive jump in this point per game number, right? Like he had everything going for him in terms of the volume. The rest of this Bears offense is very similar. This offensive line is terrible. They have no weapons. This is not going to be a high scoring unit. So I feel like he's being drafted, you know, basically at his ceiling. Like maybe if he goes crazy with touchdowns, he finishes as like a top 12 running back. But are we really going to be betting on that? Like on this Bears offense? I know I'm not. But the downside here is that Montgomery has never been a super efficient running back. He's not an insane athlete. If this Bears running back with the new coaching regime goes into a little bit more of a committee and David Montgomery isn't receiving like this massive, you know, opportunity share, I mean, David Montgomery could be a huge bust at this price because then you're looking at more of like a back end, you know, RB2 finish, which would just be catastrophic at this late third round price. So that's why I think Montgomery is risky. I kind of feel like he's the picture of the guy you want to be avoiding in this range. If he's going in like the fifth round, okay, I understand it. Late third round, I think he's very risky and I would definitely be avoiding him at this spot especially when you're going to see a lot of really strong wide receivers be available in this range. So that is why I'll be fading David Montgomery here. And then the fourth and final risky player is going to be Justin Herbert. A lot of this argument is going to be very, very similar to Patrick Mahomes. Herbert's going at the 3-4 turn. Herbert's the man. Like Herbert is a stud quarterback, one of the best QBs in the NFL. He was the quarterback two in points per game last year. Keep in mind, it was kind of a down year for quarterbacks. You know, he averaged 22.4 points per game. That would have been like the quarterback nine in points per game in 2020. So obviously a very solid season, but I don't think this is a thing where we're like expecting that to be a QB2 season again here in uh, 2022. He threw for 5,000 yards and had 41 total touchdowns. So when you're looking at that season, not saying that's like his peak, but that is him like balling out, playing very well. Like that is a very, very strong season from Justin Herbert. And that 22.4 point per game number, like it's very good, but that's not the ceiling you're looking for at a quarterback going in the late third round. I just think he lacks that game-breaking ceiling because I kind of feel like he's a little bit of a step down from Patrick Mahomes just in his passing, you know, his volume, all of that. That's not a knock on Herbert. Like Mahomes is elite everywhere. And then once again, just looking at the other quarterbacks who have that rushing ceiling, Lamar at the 4-5 turn, Kyler in the early fifth, Hurts at the 5-6 turn. I just feel like Justin Herbert should not be going this high if he doesn't have that absurd ceiling. So that's why I think he's risky. Once again, not saying that he's going to be a bad pick. I think it's very possible he finishes as the QB3, QB4. But are we going to be seeing a 25-point-per-game season out of Justin Herbert? I don't think so. I feel like the odds are much higher that it goes to a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. And I could have put Josh Allen in this list as well because he's going like early third round. The reason why I didn't is that I do think he possesses an elite ceiling that Mahomes and Herbert do not. 
just because he is going to have a lot of rushing volume and a lot of rushing touchdown upside. So even though I don't love Josh Allen's price, I don't think he's as risky because if he hits that absolute boom season, I think he could be worth it at that price. So those are going to be four of the riskiest early round players, CeeDee Lamb, Patrick Mahomes, David Montgomery, and Justin Herbert. Let me know what you think of these guys down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.